0: This episode is brought to you by Kiana Fuenga and Polly by Design. Thank you for your generous donation and continued support of this podcast. What are we doing it for? We're
1: doing it for the for culture. For the culture. For the culture.
0: Next, bumble <laughs> D-Boy. What a do, Boo. I got a really simple would you rather. Okay. Okay? All right. Would you rather be loved mm. or feared?
1: See, in in the times that we live in now, I would rather be feared. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Because shit's crazy out here. You know, it's hard out here in the streets. No, but um, my, my honest truth is I'd rather be. Damn, that's a good question. It's like it seems so simple huh? it seems simple but it's um yeah I'm just looking like trying to reevaluate everything that I'm going through yeah, I mean, and was, then what's happening in this world it's like just first reaction right like what's going through your mind I think I'd rather be feared okay yeah why? and that's a crazy answer because I would I would love to be loved but I feel like if I'm feared, there, you know, there's a respect that comes with it before, the, lo- you know, before, like, anything. So, I don't know. And I don't know. I don't want to be feared in a bad way, like, in an, an intimidating way. I don't want to be feared that way. Kind of more like a a reverent fear, like a respect. Uh, like how we fear our... Mac- like, I know I do. I fe- We fear our Mac- guys and our elders. Like, that type our of parents. fear. Parents, yeah. Our parents... And even for me, I fear my mentor because I know my mentor will give me some raw ass shit truth, you know. So it's like yeah. it's things that are like needed and necessary. So, yeah, I would rather be feared, but in a good way feared. But I don't know in society, I want to be feared in a bad way, too. So people don't fuck with me. <laughs> like, <laughs> for real. like You better like fear me. I mean, that like makes me OG. Think, that makes me think about like, is there a good is there anything good about fear? I know. I mean, there is a good fear. I feel like there is a good fear and a bad fear. Okay. Like a bad fear to me is kind of like a forced fear where like, you know, that manipulating fear where you're kind of forcing someone to be afraid of you versus... Like intimidation. Yeah, intimidation and manipulation, I feel like. But the the good fear is um, just a respect, you know, like... Mm -hmm. It it probably has some mild intimidation to it, but for the most part, I don't want to have that intimidation. I want to have like just like a again a reverent fear, like a respected fear. Is that like? Would you say that that's like the fear of God, kind of? Is that like
0: a good fear?
1: Or? Yeah, fear of God is is probably. A, I don't want to say it. It's that's the fear that I want because. I, right. It's in no comparison it's no to comparison. that, right. but <clears throat> it's, I don't know. I don't want. I do not want an intimidating fear. I want mm. a fear that's like, again, you know, where people just understand that. Like who's what's a good example? Like for instance, if I was to see Michelle Obama, like me approaching her <laughs> would be like like that's a healthy fear, like that fear, you know, like the fear of just not knowing her, but just. <clears throat> knowing her and her beauty and majesty of, of just what she's done, you know? But just that that type of fear to me, I don't know. I don't know mm. if that's even making sense, but like the
0: No, it's making sense. <clears throat> I mean, I hate to say that I'm contextualizing all of this <laughs> with like this idea of Game of Thrones. And- Damn it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean... Is that- it's, it's that serious, right? It's that serious, Game of Thrones.
1: Well, how do you contextualize it to that?
0: Well, because there's been moments in the show where, you know, folks have been f- not forced, but put in a position where they either choose to be loved, ch- you know, choose to be feared. There's different methods that they take where you could choose peace or you could choose violence. Mm. And, you know, um, just a few prime examples I'm thinking of. You know, for those Game of Thrones out Game of Thrones fans out there who know what I'm talking about, like thinking about Cersei Lannister and how there was moments where she chose um what seemed like peace, you know, just to to hold uh she comes from one of the wealthy and powerful families mm. in Westeros. And there's been moments where she's, you know, had to play this game to hold her position of power. And there's been moments where she's chose to be uh, peaceful, you know, not just for the sheer bliss of peace, but as strategy to keep uh, their power intact. Um, And then there's been times where she's chose violence over, you know, over peace to show uh, muscle and strength. Mm. Um, And then someone else, you know, our beloved well, for many, maybe not all, but um, Daenerys, or also known as Khaleesi, uh, there was, you know, she chose love, but also wanted to rule. And so there were moments where she had to um, instill fear Mm. to be adorned or to be seen as like um, a queen. And she had a, a righteous path that she was, wanting to create for herself in terms of making the world a better place coming from the lineage of the mad king who made you know the world or westeros a living hell for her folks she wanted to like <coughs> rule in peace right and she she was like Daenerys Targaryen mother of dragons breaker of chains right like she wanted she freed people from slavery D-, to, D
1: Boy is really talking to me like I know anything I mean, just about Game. To the, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. The yeah.
0: essence of like these characters. No, it's, yeah, it's I like hear real it. life, right? About no, like that's true. How she wanted to set the world free, but she she had to use violence and instill fear in those yeah. oppressors, right? And at the end, became an oppressor herself in such a way, mm. um, which is the, a lot of the the drama with how this. Show ended, but back to the question. (laughs) Back to
1: the question (laughs) at hand.
0: Back to the would you rather is that, like, you know, folks do have to choose different things to get uh, different things ahead. And so that's why I was just wondering, like, is there a healthy fear? Because when I think of fear, I'm thinking about, like, things that prohibit us from doing things, you know. And also think about how it can... um, Put, it could drive people to be limitless. Right. Right. <clears throat> so I never thought about if, <clears throat> if there is such a good thing as good fear versus uh, bad fear. So, I mean, I'm saying thank yeah.
1: you. Because even in the bad fear or what looks, what's perceived as fear, it's like, as long as the intention, the intentions are good, you know, then mm-hmm. still... A healthy fear, you know, like it's—is basically- it justifiable,
0: though? I mean, that's not—not not to put you on the spot, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, is that healthy fear justifiable? Mm. You know,
1: that's the see. Now you're gonna used, prolong this question. When it's <clears> used <throat> upon evil,
0: yeah, then it seems good. But when it's used on like innocence or good, right, then. Then that fear is bad. I don't know. Tomatoes, <laughs> tomatoes. <laughs> I was trying to get illogical. Bro, answer the damn question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shit, for
0: me, you know, I was th- I was having a hard time thinking about it too, just because it's like, you know, you could be loved, but those who are loved can also be uh, mistreated and broken and. The, you know, folks could use it as a, as a, um, like take it for a weakness and mm-hmm. try to play on it. Yeah. And so you might be a, a sucker for love. Right. I mean, to take it back to Game of Thrones.
1: <laughs> if your ass don't, <laughs> cut
0: this shit out. Take it back to Game of Thrones, you know, if it, if it wasn't for love, then Daenerys wouldn't have been all fucked up and it wouldn't have ended the way it ended.
1: Oh, help us, Lord. <laughs> oh, so love,
0: love gets you fucked up. But no, just, I mean, you know, thinking about it in a romantic way, but I think just the essence of love, like you were saying, fears right. fear is that like, to have that kind of love where you're just revered in such a way where you want to, you know, um, not appease, but just do for someone. Mm. Just out of the genuine kindness of your heart just because you you have that love for someone I think I would um I would choose love.
1: Oh
0: I'd rather be to little, be loved. I'd rather be loved than feared. <clears throat> um and I also think that's because mm. all my life, right, like just I've always had this my appearance has been big, right? Like I've always had this uh
1: but you don't scare nobody, D boy.
0: <laughs> I mean, I would hope not. You know, I I would but I always feel like people have told me that like i seem intimidating or I look intimidating mm. just off rip. Right? Or people could look at me who don't know me and size me up and just you know By be, your look
1: or just your overall package of like
0: I guess a by person. my overall look, right? Like oh, okay. just being somewhat tall, you yeah. know, big some one guy. <clears throat> Folks will look at me and and long hair, long hair, Mm -hmm. right? They'll they'll look at me and size me up, and that intimidation could you know cause people to act a certain way. But I've also had folks tell me that like you know once you get to know me, it's just hella cool, right? Right. Even and I always say, shit, you know, don't don't judge people by their size. Come on, you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well I watch out for them little ones too, they fuck your ass up, mm. but i was I feel like there's <clears> already the fear kind of uh there or that i might the fear of that I might intimidate people, and so I'd rather be loved just because it's
1: like I don't know oh no, fear is like protection for me. <clears throat> don't you think y'all like you having that type of intimidation? Probably was, did more type of did more good to you than bad. You know,
0: I don't. Maybe you nah. know. I feel like there are times where, like, you know, it may may have like held folks back from trying to do certain things right yeah. like run up on me or something but then there are times where it didn't right it pushed people to yeah want to take me down because of some fear they had it within themselves right
1: i've always i've kind of had that same um everybody used to think that i was approachable or i had like this intimidating kind of like <clears throat> presence mm-hmm. that i carried and i'm just like well, fuck you then. Don't come around me. You know, it's like if you if you don't have the courage to come and have just a decent conversation just to kind of like debunk all these like, you know, judgments that you're thinking of me, then yeah. I don't even want to talk to you, you know?
0: So. I'm, it, it makes me think about th- this thing my grandpa used to say from the Bible about like, you know, when you get like something about getting slapped and turning the other cheek. Yeah. And like. I always would go back and forth with that because it's like I don't. Part of me is like I don't think I could turn the other cheek, but how. How disciplined and how strong and how much, do you need to be rooted in love to turn the other cheek? Mm. Because it, you know, that's basically saying like it won't faze me. You know, I choose love, over choosing fear. I choose peace over violence. Right. Right. And so. Ideally, I would choose love just because i feel like i could be revered in such a way rooted in love where it's like the hope is i get that back and if i don't it's all right because i'm still rooted in love versus just the negativity of fear but i do agree that fear
1: all depending on how you define fear right? yeah
0: that's right depending on how you define fear because automatically, I think of fear as, like, not wanting to fuck with someone. Yeah, yeah. Being scared of someone. And then that makes me think about, like, being a punk. Right. And this whole misogynistic, patriarchal kind of way of, like, thinking about manhood and, like, not wanting to exemplify any kind of fear Yeah. in anyone but God, right? Yeah, yeah. <coughs> I get it. I know, I've been coming with these deep ass Would You Rather. You me your
1: little deep ass hey. Game of Thrones thoughts.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> damn. It's so funny how, you know, I contextualize a lot of shit within a TV show, but it's real. You know, it's a good example I of how to... to just point to examples of how shit can go down.
1: I need to go uh, start my Game of Thrones journey. Well now that I know how it ends, I don't know if I would <laughs> recommend it. Recommend it. Is I mean, it done? It, it's a like, good show. No yeah. more?
0: series yeah, the series oh, finale wow. was last Sunday. There was a lot of uh disappointed folks. I know. And a lot of folks who liked it the way it ended. And you know, I'm kinda in the middle. Oh, okay. But <clears throat> you know, that's neither here or there. <laughs> we wanna say welcome to the show, y'all. What it do guy <laughs> boot, it's your host D boy.
1: And I'm your girl Bex Bumble. <laughs>
0: And this is For the Cultures, y'all. Welcome to our podcast where we chop it up and uplift the stories of our Pacific Island folks and many other folks in the cultures that we exhibit, that we're a part of, that we belong to. Yes. Uh, Before we get started, though, we always like to ground and root ourselves in a blessing, a prayer, a quote. Um, And so... If you don't have anything, Bex, I have a, I have a quote that I ran, stumbled upon. Oh,
1: nice. Let's get it. And
0: in. I just wanted to share that as a way to ground us. It's nothing spectacular or, oh, sorry. <clears throat> Every quote is spectacular. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward, simple. Um, and the quote reads, leadership is not a position or a title. It is action and example. Facts. Just straight Facts, up. Facts, yeah. Right. And the reason why I wanted to use this as a way to ground us is just that, like, um, I've always played, you know, on this idea of, like, what does le- my leadership look like? Right. Because I've had mentors and folks that I've looked up to um, who were great at one point and then at another point just really flipped the script and, you know, the like, the relationships right uh, didn't last, bridges were burned... And it was it was like a lesson of like not holding people up in such a high regard uh, because folks are liable to let you down. Right. Yeah. And yeah, that doesn't yeah. stop with me, right. And so like when I work with you know young people or the community or whatnot, I always try to make sure that I'm at eye level. Right. Yeah. Right. Because I'm not above you. I'm definitely not beneath you. Right. I'm side by side with you. Yeah. Yeah. And and I also want to see that in the way I walk through this world right of just like not being above anybody else and not being below anyone mm. but just being at eye level right yeah being at shoulder, yeah right? and so
1: yeah, I love what you, uh what the quote says that uh, leader is a person who takes action and you know who is an example, yeah, that's facts i like I feel like the action the action. Pretty much, they have to exemplify what you know their works of what they do externally, but the examples you know who they are apart from their actions, you know, and it's like those are great leaders. I mean, the one, the ones that can still lead, especially behind scene, because that's the greatest example for me. It's like, yeah. like <clears throat> when I look for a leader, I look for who they are offset. Not who they are when they're doing their work and when they're mighty and speaking. Mm-hmm. No, I look for, let me, you know, like, let me spend time with you and see who you are now. You're a leader I want to fuck with, you know? Yeah. So, like, those are my greatest leaders that I I feel like have, <clears throat> that I would follow because they, they, they model, you know, just consistency from platform to off platform. Like, those are the leaders that we need, but... I've kind of stumbled upon quite a few toxic leaders my day that if we're good on the platform oh, and then behind scene it's like it's not that I asked to be, you to be perfect but just be real you know I, you know you don't, I don't expect leaders to be perfect off scene but just be real off scene let your <clears throat> let your your what you portray you know like what in, what in your work. Let it spill over to your, you know, your private life, but in a way that's honorable and like not, we're not, we have to kind of like water yourself down. So yeah, example is huge with me. Like actions are cool, but damn, if your examples are like, and and I'm talking about just character wise, yeah. if that's not, if that's not attractive or that doesn't draw me in, then honey, it's, baby girl it's a rap <laughs> <laughs> keep coming out with that of my voice <laughs> <laughs> baby boy we gonna cut it
0: <laughs> I know I love when she does that. <laughs> I know
1: I have, that, voice, that voice that voice has been the voice all week for me that's why I'm like baby girl and let me find shout yeah. out to Tina Maybelline <laughs> 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 she, she a real one <laughs> Talking about Tandy Maoley? Oh, Tandy Millie. <laughs> Did she does she use that voice? Uh huh. Oh. Oh, where'd yeah. you get it from? It's that's B. Simone. Do you don't follow B. Simone on Walling Out. Mm-mm. She's the original of that voice. Yeah. B uh, Simone. Oh. So she's like pretty she's a com she's a comedian. She's on Wildin' Out. She's like pretty big, so she got it from B. Simone. That's B. Simone's signature voice. Are Baby girl, I'm pop- let me pull up B. Simone. Everybody knows nah, her voice. No, it's cool. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> see? But, you know, I can see Tana Millie rocking that voice because she, she's funny as hell. Yeah. Dang, we ain't never I see you her. She's the she next one. She's the next one. She
0: Yeah. Shout out to you. I know. Shout out to you, Tana Millie. I see you, girl.
1: Damn! Wait, hold up. Now it's gonna go back to our conversation about remember using the word Taymiley. <laughs> <Like, laughs> well, shout out to Taymiley. Uh, I mean, that's her name. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna call her
0: something that she don't want to be called.
1: We don't even. Do you even know her government name? Mm-mm. Yeah, neither do I.
0: We gotta. We gotta befriend her. She's dope.
1: are we following her already? Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: But we gotta like for like, real. Just know for forever.
1: Real, for real. I'm a following (laughs) type (laughs) shit.
0: Taylor, Merlue, we need you on the show, girl.
1: Man, we lit. Yeah. Uh,
0: For me, too, the quote about leadership, though, um, was just a great reminder of, like, how actions speak louder than words, right? Mm, Yeah. And these, uh, you know, just the way it's quoted here about it being a position or a title, Mm. right? Like, I don't want to be appointed to something. I don't want to, you know just be given given this title you know to work for it and even in that I'm just always gonna continue to work for it right and that's why I try to be just transparent as possible with everyone is that like yeah you know I do I do this kind of work and I do this and that but I'm still imperfect right mm-hmm. I'm still trash <laughs> even with like even when like when Ty right like you know Ty's doing all these great things and I just kept putting out there like but bread's still yeah, trash, bread's right? Still. It's just a great, it's a funny way to just right. talk about like how we're human, right? And right. we can, we can still be ignorant yeah. and we still do dumb things and yeah, we we still learning too, right? And so right. like with folks that we work with or folks that um, we're in community with, even just your everyday person, yeah. th- I feel like we can learn from everyone.
1: That's facts. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's all about actions, and being an example yes. versus just a title and a position. Because some of us who are in those positions and have those titles ain't doing a good job. You know, just look at the administration. Oh, Jesus. Enough, enough said. <clears throat> um, but I think even just, you know, within our spaces that we occupy in our community, in the PI community, yeah. you know, thinking about church. Mm. Uh, what else thinking about youth leadership right especially uh, pastors or what not and then even to think about like our Matais and, yeah. uh, and things <clears throat> like that about how leadership
1: but speaking about church I had to cut you off real quick just recently my nephew I don't know who's fun- I, I, see I'm not trying to expose this but he went to one of his homeboys funerals in East Palo Alto bruh a fight broke out right in front of the casket <laughs> What kind of example is that? Like a real fist fight. What the fuck? <laughs>
0: like What was the cause?
1: I have no idea. It was on um it was on my nephew snap, and I'm like, is this real life? Like he was like, yeah, I'm at my friends. I was like, I'm dead. They were PI? PI. Oh shit. Don't get it. <laughs> like, yes. But I'm just like don't you know people are mourning? They're, this is not the example we got to set. Right. Like, we got to deal with the the loss here. And there's like, I don't know, you know, some shit always comes to surface, you know, when. When the funerals come about. I mean. It was intense. I seen that little snippet. I was like, is that for real, for real? He was like, this is for real, for real. It's always like, bruh, like. That casket damn near got tipped over if, if oh, some dude no. didn't come. Like, did this kind of put his arms, stretch his arms out? And bl- I know it was like, is this real? See, and that's when people,
0: you know, like people. I don't know. I see this happen a lot, where it's just like when the funerals happen, then there's these pockets of people who feel <laughs> like they know the deceased better mm. and want ma- want to make sure that these things come across about the person, whereas like the the true essence. Yeah, of the individual is lost because people can't fucking communicate and come to terms. Right, and then so that it, then it becomes about them and not the deceased. facts. I know. Point, See? case in point, you know, like, damn. Now I heard about drama. I know and things happening, but never a fucking fist fight in front of the damn Kespi. I thought <laughs> was
1: tripping out. Oh, ah, I was damn. like, uh, "Baby boy, what's going on?" And <laughs> 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 ain't my fault. <laughs> at all, right? <laughs> oh shoot, that was crazy. That's like, anyways. That was a little side note. But when you were talking, when you were talking about um, example, I was like, "Ooh," and these are men. They weren't even. They were like at least probably like thirties, forties. So they were like, they were young guys. And I'm like, damn, damn. I would think like some younger dudes it, would be.
0: It must be some of, shit, some real, you know. I don't know. To to cause a scene. I know. In that sense, right? Like, you're being disrespectful to the the family in mourning. But hey, I don't I don't know nothing.
1: Right. We don't know the full
0: story. We don't know the full story, but damn, that just that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> Oh
1: man.
0: Ooh, that's that's a bruh right there. <laughs> if I ever heard that one. was shit. a
1: whole bruh.
0: Yeah, that's the whole bruh right there cuz shit. Um I I just can't imagine being at a funeral and seeing that shit happen, right? Like that's so fucking disrespectful. That's intense. I hope I hope the family that was in mourning is uh okay and I hope that the fellas that was getting in the fight, you know, just to take responsibility for what happened. Hmm. Like I said, I don't know. I don't know the whole detail of that. It's fucked up.
1: I'm pretty sure that
0: video will go viral. Yeah. Soon, <laughs> hey, you know, like, wait, people... like, wait, I want to see this. I know. <laughs>
1: that's, that's oh, so, man. Know. That's so wild. But it's not shocking, though. Like, I'm not shocked, you know. You're not shocked? No, not at all. I am.
0: I'm not. I know I know that we, you know, we can be pretty out there. We you know, there's always drama that ha especially at funerals. Yeah. But damn, like to do I'm, that shit right in front of the casket. I know. Usually, you know, if there's drama it'll go down at the house, Yeah. It'll at the go end, down the yeah. lot, somewhere away from you know, the whole thing. But like damn,
1: right in front. That's like That's intense. Yeah. I'm sure there there had to be something yeah. that triggered something that led to something.
0: Man, just praying for
1: praying for the families <sighs> Sending blessings their way. Send something. uh, (laughs) Sending the good vibes. (laughs) (laughs) Sending love, love and lights to all you Uh, motherfuckers out there fighting uh, in front of caskets and shit. (laughs) That's all you crazy motherfuckers that's uh, bringing your (laughs) underlying issues to the casket. (laughs) Let it go. (laughs) Let it go. Like no, I don't know. Boo boo. Boo boo.
0: (laughs) Our (laughs) fight (laughs) happening.
1: <laughs> okay, we over here talking shit.
0: Now, real, real quick, real quick, bruh. Oh, man. I just got to share one more fucking Game of Thrones thing. If you don't this is this the bruh Game of Thrones, the damn Game of century, okay? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm more disappointed than not about how Game of Thrones ended. Mm but my main reason for being disappointed is just because how, uh, so that there's one of these characters, her name is Daenerys. She's also known as Khaleesi, and she's had this uh, trajectory in the show of um, gaining the most power mm. in terms of uh, being known as different things from Khaleesi, which is the queen of the calls, Okay. To then, you know, gaining power in other ways because she uh, is the mother of dragons and she had three dragons. Um, and just, you know, just gaining power, just gaining power and really um, burning down the oppressors mm. figuratively um, and literally, right? With yeah. her dragons. Right. To this point where she's like one of the most beloved characters in the show. Okay. Um, and in this last season. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert, y'all. <laughs> but but in this last season, um, she, you know, she... Uh, or this last two seasons, <clears throat> she fell in love and then in the end, it fucking like was to her demise. Mm. And so, while everybody loved Daenerys, a lot of people also love Jon Snow. Jon Snow is the dude from there's a lot to go into here and I know you, you, you look at Bex ain't even trying to hear me right now. <laughs> I'm like, Bex, boy, get, get this, get
1: this game of thrones story out. This is just my Sheesh. bruh though. This is just my bruh. <laughs> this is just the bruh,
0: but it's just really that like at the end of the day, what brought Daenerys to her demise was the fact that she fell in love. Um, and she was still, you know, she was tripping over this dude that she already, you know, was trying to make it worth. Mind you, in in the show she's just not trying to make it work with any old dude right it's it's revealed that the dude she's trying to make it work with that she fell in love with is actually her nephew Mm. but they didn't know that right there's this whole fucking twist and turn right about the story and shit but it ends up twist but it ends up being her nephew and she's still like fuck it you know like just keep it to yourself and let's let's make it happen let's she was like rule beside me mm. and it ended up costing her her life in the end mm. did i say that right <laughs> it ended up costing her her life in the end Yeah, and it was just a sad kind of way to go because it was like she built up all this power she had a couple moments of where she went you know she went mad, especially in one of the last few episodes um, to the point where she was still trying to make it work with Jon Snow and and he killed her. And it was just like, damn, all of this, she would have never, she would have never uh, did what she did if she hadn't met Jon Snow's stupid ass.
1: <laughs>
0: and so all of this, all of this <clears throat> to say is that she gained all this power but then lost it over some dick. Ooh, Lost it over love. Lost it over whatever the fuck you want to call it, but it was all because of a man that she was brought down to her demise and stripped of her power. Mm. <sighs> and it's just like, damn. See? She deserved, You're reading
1: someone's mail right now. <laughs> she, she deserved better. Um,
0: but dang. I also understand that, you know, this show, that- this show don't give you, never really gave viewers what they wanted. Really? Yeah, because you know people expect different things, and that's how this show always pulls you in. Is because you think one thing's gonna happen,
1: and something, and, uh, and something else yeah. does, and so. <clears throat> so I don't have to watch it no more. I don't have I, to start my Game of Thrones season. The way it
0: ends, <coughs> you know, I don't know. That's um that's an interesting question. I don't know if I would recommend it anymore now that I've seen how it ended, but it was it is a really good show. It's it's,
1: how many seasons long?
0: There's eight. Eight seasons. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the the more, like the higher end season, the more later seasons have fewer episodes.
1: Oh, okay. Whereas
0: the earlier ones got a few more. It's okay. a There's a lot of twists and turns and a lot yeah. of good stories. And um, it's fun. You know, it's a really, really good show. I think a lot of folks are just really upset and disappointed how it ended. I know a few out there who really liked how it ended. All for some D. (laughs) All for some D. All because of the D. She got (laughs) fucked up, lost her life, lost her power, lost friends. Snacked up, you can get (laughs) (laughs) snapped All for some D. But it's a really good, like, you know, I was contextualizing it earlier, but just, like, it's so relatable to, like, life now and how a lot of different, um, moves that we make is sort of this strategy right this game of thrones that we're playing who as we make our way into the chop it up section padna i just wanted to uh apologize (laughs) for what (laughs) because i feel like i'm always talking about some morbid ass Mm. uh, topics right but i think that's just the season that that's uh, just life yeah, it's his life right now, right? Especially cuz mm-hmm. it's happening back to back to back. Um I know our last episode or maybe it was the one before I had talked about, you know, losing my cousin nephew. Mm-hmm. Um to violence. Uh and then I just earlier this week lost another cousin of mine that I grew up with since a baby, you know, since Mm. being a baby and, you know, just having these two funerals back to back. It's kind of reminiscent of um, last year, Mm. you know, just so many people passing back to back to back. Um, But something that I have been thinking about in this season, again, of like laying a lot of folks to rest is just how there are so many nuances that... Come about with these t- these types of um, occasions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. With well, with this occasion of just celebrating one's life, you know, funeral service, homegoing service, just a lot of things that go into us sending our loved ones home. Right. I just want to kind of touch on what those nuances look like, what they feel like. Right, yeah. And what they mean, you know, because mm. there's just something that is beautiful, that is painful, that is draining and um, sort of having to do, you know, deal with these, deal with these things.
1: Mm, that's facts, yeah.
0: I don't even know if what I'm saying makes sense,
1: but, yeah, you know, we're just gonna,
0: we're gonna get through it. I'm coming off of a uh, <laughs> a whole last trip from LA.
1: Fresh, like literally. Fresh, like
0: just got back last yeah. night. You know, and
1: how was the funeral? It was a it beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. yeah, it
0: was a beautiful homegoing service for for Exodus. And then this week uh, we'll be preparing for the homegoing service of my cousin Jill, <gasps> who passed. That's your cousin. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah. And then, wow. Rest in peace, Joe. Wow, that yeah, was shocking because I I know Jill. Oh yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. So wow. Yeah, we um, you know, just my, just seeing how, when this when things happen, right, family shows up. You know, when Exodus passed, me and my dad and um and Maple we instantly just hopped in the car and drove down there just to be with the fam even if it was just for five minutes and turn back around that's good when um when jill passed you know my mom hopped to it and got in touch with my auntie and my uncle and is just trying to be there to help um alleviate the stress because you know there's a lot of things that have to happen with funerals um and so i just wanted to like use this time to chop it up and Look at the different elements that go into celebrating the life of one of our loved ones, right? <clears throat> right. I mean, what are some things that that are meaningful to you during um, these types of this type of occasion?
1: Uh, I think one that just comes to mind is the gathering of family, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm near and afar. <clears throat> that is like always meaningful because <clears throat> it's sad that we have to go through a devastating, you know, loss for us to reunite, you know, but. That part. You know, I think that's just one thing that I always look forward to is the, the gathering,
0: You know, that's always something that folks say a lot, too, because I know I was saying that all weekend was just like, oh, it's so good good to see you, you know, so good to see you. How you doing? It's like, sorry, we got to meet in this type of setting and that these type of um, these types of settings are the times when we do gather when we get right when we meet up and we get to spend time together versus just being any other weekend and.
1: Us yeah. making the time. Right, right. Yeah, those are those are very meaningful to me, like the gatherings and, um, I don't know, you know, like just helping out the family, you know, like, and that's by all means necessary, you know, like whether I have to like take some time off of work or like spend the night at their homes, you know, mm-hmm. like, but like. Kind of like what what you did, like you found out you got the call, someone passed. I'm out driving, you know, like at all. I, I'm leaving everything for my family. Like I don't care how far you live. I don't care if you live in another state. Like I'll see you in in overnight, you know. Yeah.
0: So. I, it was hard for me with that because yes, you want to do that, but it's hard to do that every time, right? Yeah. Like and then there starts just true. You can't do you can't do the same for everyone all the time. Especially back to back. Yeah, especially with it being back to back, and what's really tough is that then there are those times where like folks compare, you know, one's relationship to another relationship, right? Where it's like, oh, you would get up and go for that person or that family member, but but you wouldn't do it for this one. Bruh, I thought right? I <laughs> was the only one that heard that.
1: Sh- I thought my family was the only one that be. T- Nah, it, I don't know. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it becomes, it's like oh, you do it for your friends, but you don't do it oh, for you, your family. Oh, we're blood, but you oh. you do it for your mom's side and not your dad's oh side. Oh my god! You for gosh. your dad's side and not
0: your mom's side. It, it, then it becomes it's a war. Yeah, then it becomes a little war within itself, right? And it's just like, damn, why it gotta be all that? Right? Why it gotta be all that? They don't have. It to ain't be. even
1: about any of us here right now. Everyone wants to be treated equal. I guess
0: that's just the flip side. I mean, you know, like maybe it's people's ego or insecurity. But
1: oh, off top, it's ego and insecurity. Like, but I don't think hands down. I'm gonna
0: say I must. I'll speak for myself and say that I'm also guilty of doing that too. Facts. I mean, how about you? Yes, all the way. (laughs) And so, like, just being able to like point it out. Mm-hmm. Right,
1: that that Especially when it comes to father Love. Like, oh, so you wanna give a thousand to them who you don't know too well, but you don't want to give it to blood, you know. Uh-huh. So that's a whole nother issue. It's
0: yeah, the amount of money too and the amount of like objects, the uh, the material things that you give, right? It all it all is observed and fucking measured and written down and clocked in people's memories. But I mean it just sucks that there is that that kind of thing that exists yeah and for me at least what I try to do is just to make sure that I check myself yeah it's like when I have those thoughts of like oh they do that for them but not us it's like okay calm down
1: yeah
0: don't be like that it's not a fucking it's not a fucking contest or a competition right like it's all about the life that we want to celebrate
1: yeah yeah there's no manual for this for our people, you know? There's no manual sort of like when you deal with the loss, this is how you cope, and these are the, you know, this is the blueprint for how you kind of execute the whole, like, emotional process, you know? It's like one thing I've learned from just listening to uh, Brennan Brown in uh, Super Soul Sunday, Podcast.
0: Oh, I love Brene Brown.
1: Yeah, she mentioned that um, there's nothing more beautiful when you lose someone. Like, and I'm kind of just just trying to giving give her little quote in a nutshell. So I'm probably not gonna do her quote. It's probably gonna be butchered and tortured a little bit, but I'll 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 uh, find it and post it on her page. But um, she said there's nothing more beautiful about uh, losing someone until you come to a place of acceptance, you know? And like, I think nobody is ever prepared for a loss, but it's when you come to a place of acceptance that that shit is real and they're gone, you know? And like those, those two just thoughts alone are, are hard. And what, um, Brene was kind of talking about was like those two thoughts are hard but there's no time limit in those two thoughts. That means if the thought of like losing someone um, is a thought that may take you a month or two or three or four or five let that be the time that you take to come to grips in to acceptance in that thought, you know? Mm. And it's the same for you know, the other thought but we don't really give time to those thoughts, you know, and we we don't like to live in those thoughts because we like, nobody likes to live in the reality of knowing that you're never going to see a loved one again, you know? And I know that was one of the hardest things when I lost my mom. It's like, it literally took me almost about two, three years mm. for me to finally accept, like, you're gone. Yeah, I get it. Now I'm kind of walking into a place of healing. Mm. But every time I go to her cemetery and sit there, I just have these conversations with her that I just like, you know, just sit there and just wish if I can hear her voice one more time, you know. And I, and yeah. I find myself constantly playing videos that I have with her and I talking and just her singing. And I just like, I don't know if this is me still grieving two years later, but it's like, it's, it, it does something to me. It comforts me. It allows me to know that, you know, although you're not here in body, you definitely are here in spirit, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's a lot of mind conditioning, you know, but emotional shifting too. It's a lot of work. It really is a lot of work. And, you know, we need people who are trained in families to be strong, At the same time, to be vulnerable, to kind of help navigate, you know, certain family members to kind of come out of that dark place and into a place of like, hey, this is the reality, but let's live in this reality and kind of shift the, you know, the ugly truth into something positive, you know? Yeah. So it's a lot of work, bottom line.
0: The healing and the and the funeral services uh,
1: yeah because what kind of comfort can you get to somebody who got shot murdered right that's a that's a different type you you know it's like it i I'd be blank like people's like it's it's you know it's all in God's hand I you know it's his time I'm blank like in one ear out the other like yeah. you just give me a minute to let me put all this pieces together but like I appreciate the words of comfort, but shit won't make sense until something, you know, until things make sense within, you know? So, but, yeah, everybody needs time and space to heal. There's a time for everything. So if, if people can just understand that just because you don't get over it the first few weeks doesn't mean that you're not going to get over it at all. Mm-hmm. You know? It's a it's a process, and with the with the people that I have worked with, in supporting them and you know just trying to walk help them walk through it. It's like sometimes they just kind of give up after the six months because they don't see no hope in that, yeah. and then they just kind of turn to other things to just to kind of alleviate the pain. And it's like I can't blame them for that because. Shit hurts. It's
0: painful, right?
1: So painful. I think that's the greatest pain, is the pain of a loss.
0: You know, um, when we were, once Exodus's services was finished this past weekend, and then we all, you know, then there was the repass, and then we went to go kick back afterwards at the family house. Um, My nieces were there, Flo's Daughters. Aww. And we were, you know, just kicking back and we were chopping it up and we were having, you know, a nightcap. <laughs> and we were, I wanted to talk to them just because, you know, since Flo passed away, you know, there I have my moments where I think about her and I just am sad or I laugh or I'm happy. But, but it's just, you know, it tugs at my heart a little bit and I always think about them. And so when, uh, you know, we had, we had been together the whole weekend and just seeing them, you know, at the services and at the different things, getting to check in with them and spend a little bit of time. But at the kickback, we got to spend a lot more. And, you know, we was just playing music and songs were coming up and we were talking about flow. And then when I was introducing them to other family members, you know, I was um, sharing that These are Flo and Mike's daughters. Mm. And they were tripping out like, oh my gosh, you know, my condolences and this and that. And I told them I wanted to ask them a question. I was like, you know, when people talk about your mom, is it something that you all like want to hear or is it something that you're not trying to hear? Mm. You know, because I I imagine that people want to share their thoughts, memories, and it's like, are you trying to hear that shit or are you not? You know what I mean, just because of the grieving and the healing, and yeah. you know they said it just it depends. You know it depends, but most time they're just not trying
1: to hear it. I don't blame them. You know
0: it, it and I and that makes sense to me. You know that it depends yeah. on who the person is because they were like, if you brought it up, yeah, I want to hear it. Because yeah. your relationship w- with our mom but other people is just like mm,
1: no. And I yeah. hella feel that. Like God forbid if you like say if anything was to happen to you mm-hmm. and you know or if anything was to happen to me like I don't even want to talk to the public for a while. You know yeah. like if people had to say like how how are you dealing with deep, You know like I don't even want to talk to nobody. You know like I I want to deal with the loss of like someone that I've grown close to, someone that I have like you know all these amazing memories with and that's working and that I'm working with and and we're already kind of establishing this you know this like outside life that you know we've yeah. like enjoyed every time we're out, yeah, so it's like you know. That's just something I like. I feel like I would be doing a Lauren, a Lauren London. You know, like she ain't pulled an interview yet. I know people are dying to hear from her mm-hmm. about Nipsey, but I feel like I would be the same. Like if someone was asked me, like how you do, you know, I would just be like, "That's not the shit I'm here for." You know, like yeah. this isn't. There's, I would, I wouldn't even know what to say. You know, like at your, at your. It, you know, this is not going to happen anytime soon. This is going to be hundreds of years from now. But that's just, that's painful. Mm-hmm. Nobody wa- has anything to say when they say, like, we we'll talk about a loved one, or talk about, like, if, like, you know, t- like how your nieces and nephews, and when people ask about their mom, or, like, memories, like, they just, they hear it, they respect that you all hold stories together, but... That's just not hitting, you know. It's yeah. still, it's still something that.
0: And, and that's that, that's some that we can also think about too is just how, how we deal with it, right? Because it just doesn't once. Do we deal with it? Do we deal with it? Because it just doesn't stop once, the services and all the planning and the burial, you know, just the burial's done and it doesn't stop there because the real healing and the real grieving and mourning happens after all that shit is done after everybody's packed up and gone away right and so i think in looking at the nuances what i wanted to just unpack is that like you said there's so much family that comes together to gather there's so much fissozani and so much um cultural and familial protocol that happens that needs to happen to make the homegoing mm-hmm. services um beautiful. No. Right? And then it's the aftermath where it's like how do we still how do we still keep that same energy thereafter, right? And that's not a question. The answer is just really something to have us think about. Because when the passing happens, we all come together and we all play our part. And then we all go back to our regular lives and just stay in our lane and we don't take the time Okay, I will to speak for everyone. Yeah. You know, but just m- most of the time we don't make the time to check in with folks to continue to be a part, you know, of the healing process, right? We're right. just a part of the like the, the uh protocol part yeah. and then we go back and and you know folks got their reasons. Yeah. Folks got their reasons because they have to care for themselves and their lives and their families as well. But, maybe a question is, is how can we keep that kind of energy where we not only help to alleviate, you know, the, the, the costs and the stress of um, a homegoing service, but also be a part of the healing and mm. support
1: <clears throat> as well. Yeah, it's really hard to speak for the community as a whole, you know, because I feel like every single family have they have their own way of, you know, addressing and comforting and. Supporting each other, you know. But <clears throat> yeah,
0: I also feel that I just really love how we, how we do our homegoing services. You know, I, there's different variations of how it looks. I, but I I really love the root of how we all come together yeah you know how we all exemplify love and how we you know there are everybody grows apart everybody has their own families and things to be responsible for um which would explain why people get so distant but you know when there is a death (laughs) because there is a loss we all come together and it's an a chance to reunite and see each other, even if it yeah. if that is the occasion. Um, and we get to share and laugh and honor their memory, yeah. but also make more memories with each other. right? Yeah. Like right now, I feel so drained. But I it's, bet. It's probably coming through, <laughs> you know, with just like I how, how um, this episode is going. Sorry, y'all. But it's because of just the um the amount of energy it takes to travel to get there um time in the day right there's not yeah. enough hours in the day to be able to spend time with family you're trying to see all kind of family members um it just takes a lot of energy
1: you know another thing with um with healing like and as a collective you know with Again, from experience, my experience, and I think your experience, because I think I remember seeing something, like videos of how Jung, Jungle, when he, when you guys laid him to rest, like it was just lit, and was that cemetery lit, was lit. Uh, I was yes. like, dang, D-Boy, you should have invited me over there just to be in that type of energy. But, like, I love... Uh, um, When my families and even just friends and families that, you know, we go to the cemetery and everybody just drinks. We go there and we sing, we slap all the songs that we've known. And we all sing our traditional Samoan songs and we're crying. But that's like us grieving Mm -hmm. and together as a family. But like... It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love it because I'm allowing shit to go, like, I'm just letting it out, singing all these Samoans traditional songs. Everyone's harmonizing and we're just shouting out I miss you, you know, but it's like we are grieving, we're having fun, we're turning up. It's like, that's like that's our way of healing, Mm -hmm. I feel like, and I don't know if that has to do with the the P.I. culture or the Bay culture, you know, because it's kind of like the the mixing of the two mm-hmm. but we just go there
0: I don't think it's just the Bay I think it's you know just just how we have uh how it's manifested itself to you know yeah to be in like both our PI culture and western culture see hip hop culture everything's kind of engulfed in there right where it's like just I said hip hop culture earlier because it's just There's a lot of um I feel influence.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know.
1: Yeah. But anyways, I just love that that's something that I've I've kind of sat in. I I sat in quite a few and I that was therapeutic for me. Yeah. I was just on a good one, and all of a sudden, I was over here speaking, speaking Samoan. My Samoan, it comes out when I'm drunk. It's like, <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm over here super fluent. Yeah, inhibitions are... Yeah. But, you know, we're singing songs. We're gathering. We're fellowshipping. We're breaking bread. We're catching up. We're talking good stories, and we're just, like, you know, doing everything that we should have done when they were alive, you know? But we're doing it at the cemetery and we're just having a blast but that's like a cry of release yeah. you know because i've seen one of the biggest ogs just sit there and just cry and weep you know and then a few 40s after but you know it just <laughs> yeah again take a, few, a, a few bit. bottles of hennessy after <laughs> but you know it came out and it was needed because like Oh man, I I there was this one time years ago when my uncle he lost his mom and I'm just I remember just seeing him at the cemetery. He was drinking. But there was one time this uh the song came on. Um I forgot what it was called, but it's the famous the Uso song. <clears throat> and um he was just like ripping his shirt off like <sighs> and but after that, he was just happy, you know, coming around. Had to let all that anger, yeah, up. all that anger, the hurt, the pain. Yeah, he just came out through a lot, a loud scream, and he was wailing, and it was like, wow. And we just sat back and just waited, and then it was back to laughter, sing more karaoke, yeah, more singing. That's that's a you know that doesn't work for everybody, but that is that has been one of the ways of coping and you know releasing yeah you know leaving things at the grave, you know um finally emptying themselves at the grave when you know we're not using Ty's little advice is going to the grave empty you know yeah. <laughs> we're not supposed to empty out at the grave, we're supposed to go there empty, you know right. so.
0: You you uh, brought up a good point that reminded me of why I said hip hop culture right it was just mm. the fact that it's not a mixture of, of Western culture so much as it's a a mixture of our culture with the culture like hip hop culture or black culture that we're um, that we are exposed to that we've adapted Thanks. in this way because you know mentioning like. Um, Hennessy you know there was there's always Hennessy at (laughs) at you'll always see Hennessy at at funerals
1: and Tupac will always play (laughs) so much pressure in Um, the end, like
0: but that's that's you know just how we've um, sort of adopted it and manifested it to be like a part of our grieving process because there is you know that celebratory aspect of like just wanting to Celebrate their life by drinking, but also s- soaking our um, our pain up with alcohol as well, right? With drinking as well, right? Just because it's, it's tough. Yeah. You know? You're holding both the, the loss and the celebration. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean.
1: People are holding both.
0: There are all those elements of just drama, you know, culture, protocol, expectation. You know, even with like these back to back funerals, I've been thinking about like, damn, I gotta I haven't even made a post about about Jill yet. And like I feel obligated that I have to make the post. Um whereas like I just have not had the time, you know, it's not because I haven't wanted to. Yeah. And just thinking that like I'm being judged for it. Right, or that you're not like posting about it or you're not sharing it with the world, that that means right. your relationship is any less valued. Yeah, it's like, nah, you know, you don't have to take everything to social media. That's just been something I've been kind of grappling with, but
1: it, how is it? It's
0: all these nuances of just
1: where are you, like, in the midst, in the middle of all of that, everything that we've discussed, like, where are you emotionally? Like are you more on the celebratory side or the still in the not fully understanding the loss side? I think I I
0: think I'm more like just in a place of wanting to celebrate the lives their lives um but also just trying to keep up with with it all because it's you know everything's happening quickly everything's happening all at once and just trying to keep up with, like, all these emotions, you know, personally. Yeah. You know, I know it's not about me, but just for myself, it's, I'm a bit taxed, you know? Of course. Um, Because you're having to imagine. grieve, you're having to put that on pause, you're having to show up for so many different elements in your life to where it's just like, you damn near feel like you're going to break. <laughs> You know, go a bit mad.
1: Man, but I can just see how someone can just be numb to that from one funeral to the next. You know, it's like, I don't know how, I mean, you have to be so strong in your mind, you know, to just be, okay, I got through one. Let me collect myself. Now I'm ready for this one. I'm ready collect myself, accept, close, go. You know, it's like, you can't do that when it's back to back.
0: Shit, I don't even know if you could do that with just one. Cause it's That's like, true. You're trying to... Me, personally, I've been trying to just still deal with everyday life with... In addition to thinking about all this loss. Right? And then it's like... It all, for me, gets overwhelming where you can't breathe, like catch your breath, and then keep going. It's like you just gotta keep going. And it's not healthy, right? Because then... Not at all. You can push yourself to limits that you don't want to be at. Oh my goodness. All that to say that like, there's just a lot of... There's a lot of nuances that I think are beautiful that are not so beautiful but all a part of just this process that I hope to convey one day via film, right? Because that's always been something that I've thought about in terms of story. Yeah, That there's always stories in that setting. Yeah. And so, yeah. I don't know where I am right now, but I'm a bit of just like, let's land it right there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And let's give hope. Well, what are some hopeful things that we can just give to our listeners just about like, you know, not, you know, just taking advantage of the people around you while they're alive, you know, and being more present in the midst of a busy, chaotic life that we live in now. Like, just finding more time to be more intentional. And intentional doesn't have to be a whole day, intentional can be like call a friend, a family member, 10 minutes. Man, I was just checking in with you. I haven't heard from you in a minute. What's good? You know, like we need to do more of that. There's, there's not too much, there's I, not too much relationship connection nowadays. You know, like fuck a text me- text message. Like, give me a phone call. You know, yeah. if you want to check in. Yeah. But if we've been, t- you know, like, you know, if we have like this relationship that's pretty solid, we'll text. But, you know, when you're checking in to a friend or a family while they're still alive, and you just kind of. They just pop in your spirit. Call them. Give them a ring. See how they're doing. Just call 10 minutes, five minutes. Just be like, I just wanted to check on you. Because DMs are sweet to me. Um, phone, um, text messages are sweet. But there's nothing more sweeter than like, Bex, let's meet up for lunch. Let's hang out for a bit. Now you're talking my language. Now I feel loved. Yeah. Because you're taking time to really just sit with me. I
0: think so. that's the best advice to give right there. Yeah. Is to really just, um, right? mm-hmm. to nurture the relationship. And Facts. that's something that I know that I want to do more of, especially checking in with my nieces and nephews I know it's just, it don't gotta be an hour long conversation. Right. Yeah. I had a, one of my brothers, my, who's my cousin, he would do that. Oftentimes he would just call, check in, see how we doing, you know, uh, make sure everybody's good and then send their love and then
1: and that means a lot. And
0: it's, it's it is and it's so good to just hear from them um to know that we meant that much. Yeah. And so I want to be better at doing that as well. Yeah. Um I think a, a piece of advice I would give is is um I think you said it already, right? To just reach out if you're someone who feels like you need someone to talk to, know that you have folks out there. There is mm-hmm. someone that you can just hit up yeah. And I always try to make it clear, you know, to my nieces, nephews, to the community even, right? Like if you ever need somebody, just hit me up. Yeah. I'm just a phone call away. Um, but I think on our end or my end, I need to be better at also calling and checking yeah. in as well. So.
1: And, you know, and or, this is just a little anonymous side story, but um, just recently I just felt like calling you know I'll just call this person a friend I felt like calling them up because you know I haven't heard from them in a while we don't we haven't spoken for like months and uh so I just you know called them up and you know it just like literally the timing must have been perfect I felt like you know I will always call these moments divine moments you know and God moments because like right when I called her up she, you know, I looked at her face because I FaceTimed her, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Are you okay?" Mm-hmm. You know, like, and she was just totally caught off guard that I called her, and I'm like, "I just wanted to see what you're doing." You know, I'm driving; I'm on my way to, you know, the oh, you know, to a meeting, and I just was thinking about you. How are you doing? Mm-hmm. And it was just crazy that you know she was just like venting and talking about like she's been holding so much in. But she feels like she has no one to talk to, mm. and I'm like, "What the heck this is this is so divine because I just randomly thought about calling you right now. no, and there were there I really didn't have an agenda of why I wanted you you know or what to say to you. I just wanted to check up, see if you're still alive, maybe crack some jokes about how you're acting brand new, but <laughs> Just, you know, just a quick little check-in, you know? I I wasn't expecting that phone call to last long either. So, Um, yeah, but that conversation took about almost an hour and a half because of me just really trying to just listen and support her in, like, something really, really heavy that she's going through. Like, and she's going through it alone. And I thought that was like, man, if this isn't, If this isn't like needed, you know, for like everyone needs to do something like this, you know? If anybody just kind of falls in your head or in your spirit, just call automatically. Exactly. Not even a text. Call. Call call that person. Instead of saying, hey, man, let's go, let's go have lunch, just do something, but relationships are important you don't know what that person is dealing with maybe your presence alone will empower them or maybe you will be empowered by them Word. you know so I just felt like that was a pretty cool s- story to share because I wasn't expecting to be for that conversation to go the way it did and I was grateful because what she was going through at the time isn't isn't something that I would wish upon anyone. And I'm definitely praying for my quote unquote friend, you know, and I'm wishing her the best. I know she's going through one of the most greatest battles, and it's it's sickening to to hear what she's going through, so Sickening to a point because I'm just uh, like, I wish I can go into details and vent because I want to vent about this shit because this shit really wants me. It'll make me pop off and just get hella angry, you know, but I'm not. I'm not because mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. But yeah. So, yeah. Call a friend, man. Seriously. Set a date. Meet up with people. Meet up with some friends and family, even family Go to your uncle and auntie's house. Go to your eldest house. Sit with them. Go clean their living room. Go blow me their feet. Go do something. Make them dinner. But those things are important while they're still alive. You know, like right. reach I, out
0: and tap in.
1: Tap reach in. out and tap in. And then if you guys can post it and on our page, and we'll and we'll repost it. Yes, but do that g- good deed. Be a good Samaritan this week.
0: <laughs> All right, y'all. It's about that time. We gotta get up out of here. Uh Bex, as always, before we Oh yeah. Before we put an end to it, how
1: you gonna take care of yourself? You already know. Meditation, that's grounding, monasteries. Here I come. I have a new monastery that's uh kind of San Jose ish, so I'm looking forward to checking that out. Dope. I've been monastery hopping, you know. I know,
0: I can't we let's let's <laughs> chop it up uh next week about this. Yeah,
1: for sure. For sure.
0: Thank you. I'm gonna um I'm gonna get some rest. I know. Yeah, I need to get ready for this, uh this next funeral, for Jill's funeral. Um God. and then I grew up, my sister's graduating after that. So there's just a lot of things coming up that I need to be rested for it, so I'm gonna definitely make some time to get some rest. You better. Yeah. All right, y'all. That does it. That's another episode for the cultures. Uh please tap in with us on social media at For the Cultures with a Q and an S. And you can also tap in with us via email for the cultures at gmail dot com. Other than that, we will see y'all or no. Y'all will hear from us <laughs> next week.
1: Pretty soon Pretty in the near soon. future. you all see y'all will see us on uh, YouTube, hopefully.
0: Yeah, y'all see us out there more. All right. Y'all hey. have a good one. Take care of
1: yourselves this week and tap hey. in. Peace, love, and happiness.
0: Peace. This episode is brought to you by Kiana Fuenga and Polly by Design. Thank you for your generous donation and continued support of this podcast. What well, we doing the form, we're, we're doing it for the, for the, 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 the culture. culture. The culture,
1: the culture, the culture.